guard for him. And I just don't understand how he can be considered an owner who is uh, really wanting to bring a winner to Charlotte, number one. And number two, Frank Wright. I could be wrong on this, and this is why I'm asking you. You're a Colts fan. I read recently where Frank Wright, he was in Indianapolis, I think, for four and a half seasons. He won 40 games in four and a half seasons. I've heard the guy interview. He's not very impressive to me, and I just wondered what you thought the the uh, Panthers' outlook, their future was going forward with Frank Reich as the coach. And I'll hang up and listen, Clark. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. On the Sean Payton thing, and I'll try to answer these quickly, and we'll maybe get back to it on the other side. Uh, on the Sean Payton thing, it also cost – it wasn't just a money thing. It cost the Denver Broncos uh, San Francisco's first-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick and a third-round pick. And so you had to give up significant draft capital and then pay him a significant amount of money. So I'm not sure that he was priced out as much as maybe they didn't want to give up those draft picks knowing that they still have some work to do to replenish the talent on the roster. So that's number one. I think Sean Payne's a great coach. Number two on Frank Reich. The reason Frank Reich isn't the, co- the coach of the Colts right now is because he went all in on Carson Wentz. Besides that, he didn't really do anything wrong. The Colts had four starting quarterbacks and four seasons under him. Uh, Andrew Luck's retirement ripped the rug out from under that franchise, and they haven't really ever recovered from it. Um, they had some other regression this year that was sort of unexpected. I think Frank Reich did a really good job with the Colts. He just hitched his wagons to the wrong quarterback, a guy he thought he could fix with the Eagles. And when it didn't work and it it really um, it really flamed out in, in week 18 last year or two years ago when they lost in Jacksonville and all they had to do was beat that team and go to the postseason, um, I think his days were numbered then. I think the Panthers will be a playoff team under Frank Reich, and I think they were wise to hold on to their draft capital instead of trading it for Sean Payton. That's, that's my uh, sense of it. Let's go to break and we come back. Steve wants to join us. We'll talk to him. We've also got some baseball to discuss. We've got uh, we've got Stockwatch coming as well later on today. Stay with us. Hour 2 continues next. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. But Thompson King Law Firm, 222-0200. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. When you're looking for the beautiful gift she deserves, do what I do. Shop at Turner's Jewelers. They have an amazing selection of silver, gold, precious gems, and diamonds. And Turner's can create a custom piece she'll absolutely treasure. Whatever the occasion, trust a tradition of family excellence for more than 60 years. Shop now at turnersjewelers.com or visit them today in the Applewood Shopping Center next to Belkin Seneca. Southern hospitality meets diamond know-how at Turner's Jewelers. 
For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizin Kizumab Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new plan. Use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Are you looking to take your lawn to the next level in 2023? At Carolina Top Dressing, we are committed to serving the upstate and bringing golf course type practices to your home, including aeration, top dressing, dethatching, and soil conditioning. Also, ask us about our latest top dressing amendment, Carolina Mix, or sign up for any of our turf services by visiting us at www.carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! A Clemson original. The Tiger Sports Shop has been the number one destination for Tiger gear, apparel, and gifts since 1974. The Tiger Sports Shop helps you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. We are your excuse for a visit to Clemson. The Tiger Sports Shop, born out of necessity, fueled by passion. We are the place for all Clemson gear and merchandise and still family run. Open 24-7 at Tigersports.com and with locations at 364 College Ave and 1102 Tiger Boulevard. You can get the gear you need. Tune in each Monday at 1225 on Out of Bounds for an exclusive interview with Clemson softball head coach John Rittman all season long. Only on The Roar, where every day is game day. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Hey, you didn't have to go to college to be a college sports fan. Get all our college football coverage all day right here. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar. Touchdown! Where every day is game day. Almost did. I, I you almost you. did in a seated Al- position. Almost is a good way of saying that because I did not. That's hard to do seated. I got to be honest. I'm I'm now. I tried to do that and it's just difficult. I feel like I'm gonna nail my hand on the desk or something. And so I appreciate your effort in that regard. Uh, now more than when I actually tried. So I'm I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, I'm also down with Buff City Soap. Uh, they've got great stuff for you. The shower fizzies, the bath bombs, the the the, uh, the bath troubles, all that stuff. They've got the the laundry section. And 
I, I'm telling you right now, I, I've got laundry to do today. I'm so glad I've got not only the uh, not only the the laundry soap and not only the dryer balls, but the scent booster, so that the uh, clothes smell like uh, fresh cotton. Uh, I, I love that so much. That scent booster in the laundry, it just oh, it makes it pop. It makes it pop. It makes it worthwhile to sit there and not be able to do what you want to do with your day because you're waiting on the stupid laundry. That's how good that scent booster is. You also have hand soap and bar soap. You've got all kinds of stuff and great deals all the time. And two locations to serve you in Clemson, in the Harvard Shopping Center, and at the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. So go on by and see our friends at Buff City Soap. Let's go to Stephen Easley, who's up with us next. What's up, Steve? Hey, Quark. Enjoy your program. Uh I played golf for your grandfather for years. I hope he's doing well. He's doing great. And he is doing great, man. Well, tell him I asked about him. I will. Uh, is is, uh, is uh, the center for Clemson coming back next year? Uh, yes. P.J. Hall's got one more year, so he is a, he is a junior. Don't you think that um, he's better suited, say, for, as a forward and wouldn't it be great if we could get a big man to compliment him, uh, to allow him to be a forward? I, I think it depends. I think it's different in different matchups. It's a good question because he's got good face-up ability. He's got that jump shot out to the three-point line that he can hit. Um, the way the game has gone, I think it gives you some schematic advantages if you have a center that can step out there. And I do agree that he, um, Brad Brownell said this during the, you know, during the November and December period where he was still coming back, that they would like for him to be a little bit further ahead in terms of defense and rebounding this year and some of the big man stuff. Um, I think some of that has to do with the development of Ben Middlebrooks. Can they move P.J. Hall without Hunter Tyson next year? Can they move P.J. Hall to the four at times and let Middlebrooks play that five? I think that will I think that will elevate things a little bit. And then they may get another big in the portal. You know, we'll have to see what they do there because they're going to have a couple scholarships to play with. So, in short, I would, wow. say, I would say yes at times, but it also gives you an advantage that he does play the five and is able to stretch the floor. Well, maybe next year they can take the gloves off of uh... – the other big guy, he 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 has no whoop, his his hands are heavy. You know what I mean, <laughs> Little Brooks. <But> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, what dumbfounds me is, um, uh, and I've asked Brian L. I've played golf with him a few times, and I asked about the big man. You look at these lesser teams, you know the the um, SoCon and all these other teams. Man, they got some good big guys. Why? And I don't understand why we can't get them. And it, the reason I'm saying that, it looks like we go against North Carolina, Duke, those kind of teams. Uh, we get overmatched. Uh, our center gets overmatched sometimes. Uh, you saw the last two times we played them, they, they uh, just over was overbearing on our center. And it just frustrates me to see all these lesser teams have good players and and I love the team. I, I, I like Brownell, and I hope uh, I hope they can get some big guys next year. And uh, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the tournament. And, uh, again, I appreciate your show, and uh, talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, I do think it's a matchup-to-matchup thing. I think one of the things, you know, we talked about that Boston College game. One of the things that was most striking about the Boston College loss to me 
is how Post, not the Post, but the big man named Post from Boston College, was able to push P.J. off his spot, and physically, that was hard, which he's a true seven-footer. He's got a couple inches on P.J. Kyle Filipowski is going to be able to, to push some people around because he's 7-1. He's going to be able to do some stuff. Um, you know, Duke's got a couple other guys they can put in a game there to like 6'10". They can match the size of P.J. Armando Baycott is the best big in the league in terms of production. Of course, he's going to have, uh, he's going to have something to say about that matchup. But even even in that game, Baycott wasn't always on PJ because when Hall True. goes and shoots from outside, Baycott's not going to get pulled away from the basket. Um, I, I mean, I if you want to play like Big Ten style basketball, then you need you need some big guys that just clog up the middle. But you know, and, and I I agree with Steve. I mean, it'd be great to have another solid center. But part of the reason that you're playing guys where you're playing them this year is because Hunter Tyson returned. Right. Um, you know, and that's just like, so you're not going to put Middlebrooks and and PJ on the floor together uh, because you're basically taking Hunter out of the game if you do that. Um, so, I mean, there's there's advantages both and disadvantages. I think PJ holds his, holds his own on the offensive end of the floor. I don't. I don't think it really matters who's guarding him, most of the time. To your point, the Boston College, the Boston College guy, uh, post he he had an advantage there. It's the defensive end that I that I do think you, especially next year, without Hunter Tyson giving you the rebounds and things, and that that's been, especially the offensive glass. Man, that's that's been the one area you'd probably point to and say that's a that's an area of basketball that you have to get better at for sure now I'm also going to note and keep this in mind I think very quietly of late and I say quietly because we know what loud PJ Hall is very quietly of late we have seen him progress in the things that I've just talked about I mean Boston gods he was two of eight from two and I thought that was one of the reasons that Clemson lost that game. He only had nine points. He took 12 shots. But he missed some He missed some shots in and around the paint because he just wasn't quite on his spots. He just got pushed off his spot. He didn't get the ball in great positions. I think some of Clemson, and you know, Ben has said it, I, I don't think anybody would disagree, Clemson is not the best team in the world at post-entry. You watch Ben reference Big Ten basketball. You watch in the Big Ten. Watch Indiana play. That's a perfect example of the team. Watch Michigan play with Hunter Dickinson. That those teams are better at getting the ball to their bigs in a scoring uh, spot, in a spot where you know that that player can go ahead and get that basket. They they are just better at that, um, and I think a lot of Big Ten schools are. But if you look at what PJ has done from two in the month of February. In the Miami loss, he was 7 of 11 from 2. That's pretty good. In the North Carolina game, he had 18 points. He was 5 of 10 from 2. He was 2 of 3 from 3. P.J. Hall played fine in the North Carolina game. Uh, Against Florida State, he was 4 of 6 from 2 and 4 of 4 from 3. Had 20 points. In the Louisville game, he was 11 of 16 from 2 and had 28 points. He took 21 shots. Very good. Syracuse, 8 for 9 from 2, 16 points. NC State, 7 of 8 from 2, 20 points. Virginia, 8 of 11 from 2, 19 points. And then Notre Dame, he was under 50%. That's just, that's the first time all month long. In fact, it, it's not even a month. It was, it was the month of March. In the month of February, 
Clemson played seven games, and P.J. Hall was well above 50% in all but one of those games from two-point range. I think one of the things that happened in February, even though Clemson lost a couple games in there, is that P.J. Hall got a lot more comfortable, and he got the ball in a lot better spots than he was late in January in the paint. And he was able to finish some plays in the paint. And that's why I say he went 5 of 12 from 2 in this game and 0 for 1 from 3. He's going to make two-thirds of his shots from two-point range against NC State. How do I know that? Because that's what he didn't do the first time against NC State, where he went 1 of 5. He did do it in the second game. He went 7 of 8, had 20 points. I think P.J. is going to be a significant strength, uh, significant strength uh, for this team moving forward. We're going to talk more about Clemson uh, coming up uh, later on this week. Anything else you'd like to add about the, uh, the Notre Dame game on Saturday? Just there are several people asking about uh, you know players with eligibility left because of the COVID year next year. We don't know on you know like uh, someone is asking off there about Alex Hemingway. Technically, does have an, another year. He did the senior stuff at the end of the game. Uh, Hunter Tyson did the senior stuff at the end of the game last year, so you know that doesn't necessarily mean that he's staying or going. Um, I haven't really heard about any any of those. Uh, I, I as long as Brad Brownell is the head coach next year, I think PJ Hall returns. If you know, if you make a coaching change, maybe there's some. I, I would imagine that puts some uh, question in everybody's mind. I mean, naturally. Um, and then, but I did notice Chase Hunter didn't do anything with seniors, and he's graduated or in the process i think he graduated in december i think that's right yeah he's got his degree he's, as far as uh, as far as i know but i my assumption is he's coming back you know especially since his brother uh dylan is here to for them to be able to you know potentially start an entire season together next year i could see that being pretty appealing i, I think he would i think he would have sat with the seniors if he's planning on leaving I agree with that, um, but like you said, because he seems like a guy who's got a pretty firm idea of what he wants to do. He's not somebody that spent a lot of time waffling on decision-making, things like Mom that. Mom is close by in Atlanta, and, you know, I think he's really comfortable here. So, uh, you know, I think I think it could look really good for next year. For sure. Hunter Ty- losing Hunter Tyson is is big, though. I mean, it, it is. He's <laughs> Tyson is uh, the heart and soul of your team this year. But there will be another. There will be somebody step up and be that person next year. I also think losing Brevin Galloway is important, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, We forget about him. Some people kind of question whether or not you should have signed him in the first place. Man, he has been been a solid, solid addition. I mean, he is a transfer portal success story. And, you know, he didn't even know he had another year. That was the crazy thing. Uh, probably would have stayed at Boston College, but he said, uh, "You know, Boston College had recruited, assuming he was leaving, and he didn't want to step on somebody's toes there." And there was a spot at Clemson, so yeah, Brevin Galloway's been just a solid addition. You feel good when he's on the court, right? Yes, yes, you do. And you know what? Uh, if you don't, wait till he's off the court and see what you miss, because he's especially later in the year. He's provided a lot of, I think, tangible things, but a lot of intangible. He's a Weirdly, he's a he's got a he's got a bit of a chucker element to him offensively, but he has a cal- he has a calm demeanor to him. You can it's tell he's frenetic. played a lot of basketball. 
Yes. And I think he settles this team very well. The other thing that I'll note about Saturday, Brad Brownell has always done this since he's been at Clemson. He does the he gets the mic and does the senior recognitions. He got emotional on the floor. Now, I'm gonna in fact I want to talk about that on the other side because I thought that was I thought that was interesting because of who Brad Brownell is and the fact that we that's a side of him that we have not seen with other senior classes and other moments, and you could extrapolate a lot from it. I just want to say what I think it means. Coming up next, 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us on the phones or on the Adams Curving text line. Before we get a break, I want to tell you about Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you will love the savings. Ben, after I called about 19 games last week, I need more throat coat tea. That's in my Ariana Grande pack of excellence. And so I'm going to Ingles. Wait, to wait, what? Oh, yeah, the Ariana Grande pack. It's uh, There's a certain cough drop. There's supplements you take. I, since, since Leah told me about this and we started accumulating this stuff, I have not lost my voice in over two years. I always lost my voice once a year beforehand. Never have I done it since I listened to Ariana Grande on The Voice tell me what to do to take care of your voice. It's unbelievable. Anyway. And she said go to Ingles. I heard her say that. I, you know what? I, heard I did too. Say, I heard her say that on The Voice. I know where the throat code T is at my home <laughs> Ingles in Central. I do. Hey, I know where it is. Uh, our good buddy Seminole Ted sent us a picture earlier on Twitter of his Ingles salad. We've got another one, Quark. We've got another one. Daily. Recruiting them every day. 10 out of 10 at the Ingles salad. Also, that boar's head selection. My gosh. I know I say it all the time, but it's just unbelievable. And you're going to meet the nicest people ever at Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you will love the savings. Hour two continues. We'll go to the phones, read some texts, and talk more ball next. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With their maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. They take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Again today, sitting with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, listener asked, Walt, I did not get done what I needed to get done on Medicare during the annual enrollment. Is it possible that I have one of those special election periods that I hear you and Gary discussing? Very good question, listener. And do not feel like the Lone Ranger if you did not get done what you needed to during annual enrollment. The simple answer is a strong maybe. Medicare has over 100 special election periods, 
and it's very possible that you qualify for one or more. Give me a call and we will get into more detail. 864-307-8484. There you go, listener. You may have a strong possibility of SEP, Special Election Period. Just call Gary at 864-307-8484. And remember that Gary will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that he does not represent a company plan that you're interested in. Okay, listen closely. A water furnace geothermal system can save up to 70% on your heating and cooling costs. Will last twice as long on average than conventional heat pumps. You get the same tax credits as solar and Blue Ridge Electric Co-op members get an additional cash rebate. What are you waiting for? It doesn't take an engineer to understand geothermal is the best and least expensive way to heat and cool your home. It's like putting money in the bank. Learn more at ClemsonGeo.com. Uncompromising quality, reliability, comfort, and safety. Toyota trucks, SUVs, and cars deliver those attributes, and you'll find them at South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer, Ralph Hayes Toyota. Whether it's a pre-owned or new Toyota, Ralph Hayes Toyota delivers the goods. Built on their over 70 years as a family-owned dealership, see the -the state-of-the-art Ralph Hayes Toyota pre-owned store, as well as the flagship store in Anderson on Clemson Boulevard. Ralph Hayes Toyota. From the Liberty Bridge in Falls Park to the top row in Memorial Stadium, we are your home for sports across the upstate. 105.5 and 97.5, we are the Roar. Continues out of bounds. William Quagmish, Ben Milstead. Uh, before we go to the phones, we got a couple folks who want to talk hoops here. Six five four roars the number. You want to join him, Ben? I I was taken aback by the emotion that Brad Brownell showed on the floor, and there were really two reasons why. One is because I've seen him do this a dozen times, and I I don't remember him getting like visibly emotional. He's a pa- I would call him a passionate person. I am an emotional, but I cry. I'm an emotional person. Yeah, Brownell's not an emotional guy like that. Right. He is passionate. Mm -hmm. And I think some people mistake a lack of emotion for a lack of passion. And I think that's one way that Brad Brownell might be misunderstood for people that really would like to see, like, the coach get teed up or whatever. Like, we had the caller Friday who asked if Backage need to get ejected. And I would say Eric Backage is a guy who's passionate, not emotional. Yeah. Brad Brownell with officials, though, as you know, I, I sit close enough to hear most of what he says for most games. I'd have ejected him many times this year. I mean, he'll get after it. You're not going to be within earshot of that guy and not think he is passionate and emotional during the game. Correct. Let me tell you. Correct. <laughs> uh, you don't need to be an expert lip reader no. to try to figure out how Brad Brownell feels about calls. Okay. No. Just throwing that out there. Uh, you might not want your kids seeing it, but it's there. Yeah, but... Getting emotional about the school itself is is different. And man, I I I appreciated it. Yes, he said. I the 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 start of like the emotional minute or whatever at the end of his comments, 
where he's got all the all the seniors are sitting down. He was fun. He was really funny. Like he had some good jokes in that few minutes in there about the players and and had some great reflections on him. I I really think he's. I don't think people if you if you've never been to that. I don't think you really understand Brad Brownell's personality unless you've sat in that because that's that's a that's a neat thing to watch. But he said, I enjoy being. He didn't say enjoy. He said, I love being the coach at Clemson more than you know. Mm. And he talked about how he loves his players. He loves being here. He talked about his two daughters. And he got choked up when he talked about his younger daughter who works in their basketball office. He, he told the media later that she was emotional and crying the morning of the game because it was her last senior day and she gets very close to the players. And, and quite frankly, being a coach's kid – kind of sucks sometimes mm-hmm. like because you have to go like you go to school you hear a lot you're around a lot. like you so you understand when there's pressure and you live the highs and lows and you you run the gamut and so the fact that she was emotional the fact that he's about to graduate his second daughter from Clemson I think that got to him it might be a reflection of like I don't know what the future holds it might be the last time doing this I'm sure that's in the back of his mind to some degree um, he's got players like Hunter Tyson that he feels very strongly about that are sitting right there. He had just talked about Hunter. Uh, Hunter was the last player he talked about, which led into the conversation you're talking about now. And he he was a little emotional about Hunter Tyson, referred to him as uh, one of the top three players he's ever coached. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, they have a they have a they have a very very tight bond. I have family in the Midwest, so I know this. It. it for a lot of people in the Midwest, I know sometimes it's a caricature, right? For a lot of people in the Midwest, it takes a lot for them to get emotional. It, Brad Brownell's very Indiana. He's very Midwestern. He is, just the way that he does things. That's why he's not an emotional guy. Passionate, not emotional. There's a there's a hard edge to a lot of Midwestern people, especially with stuff that they feel passionately about. And I... I'm envious of that sometimes because I just cry, like I just do. But I thought it was I thought it was a tender moment where you got to see a, a man come forth where normally you would see a passionate coach. You got to see Brad Brownell the man in a way that I think we've rarely gotten to see. And so I thought that was neat on Saturday. Let's go to Don Peppers, who joins us here on the program. Don, what's up, man? What's up, Quark? How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks for getting in. Good. Thank you guys for talking some Clemson hoops, man. I am one of the rare guys who loves Clemson hoops just as much as I love Clemson football. So I love I love when you guys get rolling with that. But um, listen, man, I, I want to get you guys input on this. I think Brad Burnell has, you know, for in most years, have gotten the best out of his talent. Um, I, I've, I've always felt that way. I felt like, you know, felt bad for him when things just didn't go their way with injuries or some bad losses here and there because I've always felt like he was a really good coach as he knows why. I, I felt like one of the best in the ACC. And um, I, th- I think his peers feels that way as well. But it's, it's been so refreshing to see them, you know, get some quality ACC wins and, 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 and take that third seed. And so I've taken a lot of satisfaction in that. Um, but just the growth of their team, how they play together. Um, but but one, one element that I didn't see working and it keeps surprising me is the Ian Shefflin. Um, you know, him into the lineup as the three or the four slash four, whatever he plays. 
but for Brownell to get the best out of that skill set with that lineup, that's been amazing to see. And so I get kind of take you take you uh, and put off the air, and I just want your thoughts on that. Thanks very much, Don. Appreciate the phone call. I I have affectionately referred to Ian as Baby Draymond many, many, many times on this year program, and that's a bit of an overstatement, but. What it really means to me is that's the kind of stat line that I think Ian gives you when he is giving you what you need. Because of all the five starters on the floor, Ian is option five when it comes to scoring the ball. Now, he was seven for seven from the floor on Saturday and had a great night, and I don't want to take that away from him. Most of the time, here's what I want to see from Shefflin. Six points on five shots or something, eight rebounds, five assists. That'd be great. If you give me something like that, that'd be great. Because he has an ability to distribute the ball from the high post, from the low block. He sees passes before he gets the ball in his hands. He's very quick at redirecting the ball to some degree when there, when there's ball reversal. He's he's gotten a lot better at the dribble handoff game on the perimeter in terms of sealing defenders and making sure that's a clean handoff there and getting guys an opportunity to take the angle and go downhill. I think he's taking some pressure off P.J. in that regard. Um, so that P.J. can more score and not be as much of a distributor in that way. So I, from my perspective, I think that is one of the great jumps that we've seen this year is Ian going from sort of undersized rebounder type guy to, okay, this guy can actually help you with the ball in his hands and not just scoring. He's also He does have a knack for the ball. He's got a knack for the offensive glass. And I think he's got to play well, and he's got to do those things. He doesn't need to score 12 a game in the ACC tournament, but he's got to do those other things because it allows guys who are more comfortable scoring to get the ball in their hands more. That's how I feel about Ian. I think uh, I think Don is spot on with that. Let's go to John and Greer, who's up with us next. What's up, John? Hey, Qualk. Hope you and Ben are doing well. Yes, sir. Um, I don't really have any comments about as far as football, basketball, baseball. I was just wanting to call in about your uh, commentary when you call it a game. I've known Ben and Roy for a long time, and uh, I lost my side about 12 years ago. Mm. And I I don't need Ben to uh, start playing wind beneath my wings in the back, background. <laughs> but, uh, but when you call a game, you, uh, you paint a, a beautiful picture. I can uh, visualize every pitch in my mind. Uh, of course, Don's a lot older than all of us, but I've uh, followed you as you've uh, come through the ranks, talking games, and, uh, man, you, you keep me in it. And uh, I just want to tell you thank you. Oh, man, that that's so great to hear, John. I, I really appreciate you passing that on. And um, I, I got to be honest, that's really humbling. I think that's the... That's the highest compliment that you can pay to a radio person because... Well, I mean, right, right down to the wiggle of the bat or, hey, boy, that one just bounced off the second step. Hey, the kid got it great. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I appreciate that. That's awesome. John, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I appreciate you calling, and thanks so much for the kind words. You got it, brother. All right. That's, man, that's, that makes me feel really good. Thanks, Thanks to John. For yeah, that. that's that's awesome. Yay! Also, keep in mind that uh, John used to refer to himself as the village idiot. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, you know what? I appreciate I kid, you. I, I appreciate you bringing me down. Uh, bringing me down right there. And you know what? Let me let me say this because um, we are going to talk about baseball. We haven't neglected baseball, but 
Basketball's in postseason. It was very important. And honestly, the Gamecock fans aren't even beating us down about talking about baseball today. The one thing that I always want people to do is I want people to see and feel the game. So I I want you to be able to turn the game on and know if Clemson's doing well or not by the way that I'm saying things. I I want you to feel that as a fan. I want you to feel that. I don't want you guessing who just scored, okay? I don't want you guessing who's got the bases loaded. I want to make sure you feel that. But you also need to be able to see, you need to be able to see yourself in the ballpark when, or in the arena or on the field, in the stadium, when you're listening to the radio. Because most of the time now, it used to be that you had to do that because there was no TV. Most of the time now, people are listening to the radio first because they have to. Because you're in the car or your cable's out or something. Like, you have to. And so you're missing the visual. So I got to give you that. The second thing is you're listening because you want to, and that's where I I really want to build a level of trust with people that they know I'm going to be able to do that for them. Baseball is a slow-moving sport. I would tell you, and you, I, I totally agree with John. You do a great job with that. Baseball commentary on radio does not have to be a slow-moving conversation. That's right. It is just more opportunity to give more description. More is better when you're when anybody is calling a baseball game, in my opinion, because I have time to visualize what you're talking about. In basketball, it moves so fast, it's hard for your mind to visualize and keep up with, okay, is it in the left corner? Is it in the right corner? Uh, where, you know what I mean? Yes. B- baseball you give me more. I can visualize it. I can watch it in my head. Well, I, you know what? I appreciate that. And, and it, it is hard in basketball to do that, to your point. It's really and the hard voices to do that in, in my head get in the way of me <laughs> watching it, okay? So I need more. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was, I got to be honest. It was hard yesterday. I looked at my – my wife took made the trip with us. She, she still has never seen Clemson win a game in Columbia. She's never been there for a win in any sport. So that was bad luck to begin with yesterday. But I was like, you know what? I felt like we had kind of a downer broadcast today. And I said, you know what? I feel like that's okay because the game was kind of a downer. Well, I mean, when you lose, what, 7-1 was the final yesterday? Yes. You lose 7-1 on the road in your rival's stadium. It's it's hard to it's hard to sugarcoat it, let's be honest. You know, I mean, sometimes if your if your broadcast is a downer, you're telling an accurate story. Yes, that's right. And I, I want to make sure we I want to make sure we do that. Yeah, Texter says it's your wife's fault. hundred percent. Yes. Well Nailed she it. she took the blame. Now I'm also gonna say this, and this this sounds bad. I don't mean it that way. One of the reasons that she agreed to go, because I was like, You should go. And she goes, Well, I can't be blamed because honestly, don't most people think South Carolina is gonna win anyway? And I was like, yeah. you know what? Probably. Especially yesterday. Especially yesterday. Uh, when when the game was split in Greenville, and especially knowing Clemson's pitching situation, it was going to be an uphill battle. I got many I got many great things from Eric Backich yesterday. The one thing he said both to me in pregame and to the media afterwards is people were asking about who wasn't available and who was hurt and all this stuff. And he said, and you can, I'll be honest, you can say this, comfortably as a first-year coach, and maybe you don't say this as like an eighth-year coach, but you can say it as a first-year coach. You can say, you know what? Nobody cares. 
He said, in a month, nobody's going to care who didn't play in this series. They're just going to remember who won and lost. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to keep on saying it. This team will be better. And dare I say it, this team will be good at the end of the season. They will, because they're doing it the right way right now. I'm going to talk more about that in Hour 3 plus Stockwatch next. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. If you're looking for first-class service, consider first-class halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Race with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. Whether it's our famous glazed or one of our specialty donuts, 